birthday was recent. Happy birthday to you, Brenda Vision. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if he's still here. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Emilio. And I'm coming to you live from my basement, John. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> Welcome to hey, the hey. show. You're not Amanda. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, welcome, John. This is not your first time on the show, so hopefully people know you. Yeah, hopefully. JP Diddy on the on the gaming community. Yep. But uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for having guy. me. All right. If you uh, got the Not Safe for Work podcast, episode one, you heard Diddy hosting the show. That's right. That's right. That was a fun time. Oh, yeah. Good times. All right. Well, we are uh, in the sweat lodge Again, back in the studio. <laughs> it's still a hot one. It's like 90 degrees and raining out here. It's ridiculous, yeah. dude. This week has not been fun. We got the tail. It rains in San Diego? I thought that never happened. It happens like three times a year. Yeah. Oh, we got the tail end of a hurricane. It came towards us, and then it made a U-turn and left. Um, <laughs> so uh, we just got the whip, whip tail ends of it. And uh, <clears throat> Mila went to – my stepdaughter went to uh, – the heart of the tail whip. Like she went down to Mexico where it was going to hit. And I was like, don't go to a hurricane, dude. <laughs> guess what happened? Their, their fucking vacation house got flooded, of course. And they all had a terrible time and came home. Like, what? Uh, anyway, hmm. you know what? I didn't get flooded in my video games. Let's talk. I got to take a, I got to do a mad this terrible fucking segue. <laughs> <laughs> But you forgot speaking of. You got to put the speaking of. Speaking of. Mm -hmm. Speaking of. Uh, So, yeah, on the radar, let's get right into it. Games that have come to our attention. Now, this game I'm going to talk about actually came out last week. I should have talked about it then, but I forgot. This is Immortality. This is the new game by Sam Barlow. Mm. Uh, He had that hit, Her Story, and then there was Telling Lies that came out a few years after that. Uh, those full motion video games where you kind of discover that it's like a detective game almost where you discover bits and pieces of a story and eventually reveal the whole story at large. Um, this one, I mean, I've been following this for, God, it seems like years now. So he's released very little information, but I do remember him saying that it takes place over three different um, uh, time periods. Uh, and again, it is a full motion video game. So, you know, it's got lots of actors in it and it looks like you're piecing a story together, but yeah, it's his new one. It's, it looks like it's like his other ones, but a lot bigger and, you know, period pieces are hard to do. So it looks like a lot of effort went into this. Um, yeah, that's probably why it took so long, man. I was just mm-hmm. thinking, dude, fucking video games are one of the hardest things to make. And then movies are super fucking hard to make. And this guy's like, fuck it. I'm doing both. In yeah. one, yeah, he's you know? like, I'm gonna do a vintage of a thing that doesn't really have that many good vintage versions. <laughs> like, it's like games do not vintage well. Like you can't do old shit and be fun. But this looks actually really cool. Yeah, it does look good. Um, looks quality. You know, it made the video look old as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice little filter on there. Yeah, because you're discovering videos from different time periods, and obviously different technology existed at those different time periods. And it's really hard. Um, I can tell from experience, it's really hard to make video look like it's from the 80s or from the 70s, mm-hmm. unless you're using the actual equipment, yeah. you know, like like 16 millimeter film stock or something. But 
you can always throw a filter and iMovie on there, but it just never looks quite right. Yeah, yeah. It, you can you know, totally tell. You can always tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a trick. So out here in San Diego, we've got a lot of people know of Mega 64. They, um, even before YouTube, they were making these weird video game uh, videos. And um, I tangentially know the, know those guys. But a trick they used uh, to do this was they they filmed something like they normally did. And then they played it on a TV and then, then recorded the TV um, oh. to get that, that VHS look. Mm. And it, it turned out pretty Whoa. well, but that's, yeah, that's kind of a real practical way of going about it. Uh, but yeah, if you're lazy and try to solve everything with a filter, it never looks good. So how much is this game? Can you scroll down? This is Immortality. Uh, it is 20 bucks. Yeah. And I think that's usually the price point that he has for these games. And... I don't kind know. Kind of what, a steal. Comp- I mean, I, f- I feel like, you know, a lot of money the, and effort went into this, dude. Yeah. Hey, what's the time to beat for this? Because if it's longer than like two hours, it's a better value than like a movie. Oh, no, a movie. I was just thinking the same thing, Nick. Well, the time to beat is going to be different for everybody because it can take you a lot longer to figure out the story. And not only that. There's some they, real dummies out there. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's really some real no... people get some real value. <laughs> But with, um, okay, in Time to Beat, they're saying five and a half hours. I think that's a little shorter, or eight hours for the main and extras. Um, or Completionist, 16 hours. And that's what I want to talk about. Wow. This game, it, it really depends on how much of the story you want. Uh, uh, and I, I'm assuming based on tell, telling lies and her story. But you can, uh, when you play the game, you're watching all these different videos and then you search for a keyword. The, they say something in there and they're like, well, let me search for that keyword that they said and it'll turn up other videos. So you're discovering the story by doing this detective work. Um, now, at any point, you can say, okay, I, I saw the ending clip. Like somehow I got there, I saw how this ends. And you can call it quits there if you want. But if you want to know more, like, oh, what happened at this part, or how did we get there, or mm-hmm. you want to fill in the gaps, then yeah, it could take you a lot longer. So if you want to see every single clip, then it's going to take you, yeah, three times the amount of time to quote unquote beat this game. It doesn't really have a solid finish line, you know? I feel like uh, if I had this game, I would have a cork board with uh, pins and yarn on it with pictures of different people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like Charlie from uh, from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. That old man. He's working the postman. There's some uh, there's some early access like media reviews to come out and like PC Gamer giving it 95%, 10 out of 10 by Edge and five stars from NME. Like that's hard to get. I feel like this game is going to be really fucking good. Nice, nice, man. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, I mean, he's. I feel like he's perfecting the medium. You know, he does a very unique style of game, and this is his third crack at it. So I, I feel like this is going to be really good. And then her story went to mobile too, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, it was a, on mobile. That's a whole second. Oh, wow. Um, that's a whole secondary uh, revenue market for him. Yeah, that he's going to tap into. Which yeah, good for him, man. Trailblazer. Yep. All right. So I don't know if I'm going to be playing that this week, but that's definitely going to happen at some point. You'll be hearing about it. Immortality. Um, It's pretty cool. Speaking of things that are like improvements, I guess you can say. um, I'm talking about Atomic Heart there. So I played a game a couple of weeks ago where it was like a robotic horror game. I thought it was going to be like five hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I said that that game reminded me of Atomic Heart. Did you? Yeah, but I couldn't remember the name of it because this got announced, dude, like five years ago. We got like a, a a very 
small like a CGI trailer and everybody was like what the fuck is this oh my god it's and then it's been delayed till now hopefully you got some nice updates yeah the, the gameplay came out and a bunch of other things it uh dude it looks fucking scary and so like i feel like this is like the triple a version of that game this is yeah. where like the 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 indie version came out before the uh the big bang version and but this is like the big bang version like this looks pretty fucking good and scary yeah dude so it has some like um uh, it feels kind of bioshock bioshock yeah little, like yeah, bioshock yeah. infinite yeah. is exactly you stole the words out of my mouth yeah bioshock robotic infinite horror. oh did you say a robotic what i said robotic horror oh like this horror. is like this okay yeah like this is a genre that like when bioshock hit was like the perfect genre to improvise like this is this is now it's pretty crazy yeah heavy bioshock vibes but yeah this looks fucking graphics are awesome the graphics were these good, this good like five years ago, but we're like, what? what, what where is this game? It's just taking a long time. But as long as we get it eventually. Yeah, it looks great. There's a new noise in my house, guys. I don't know what it is. Could be anything. <laughs> sounds like it sounds like a chicken camera. <laughs> fuck is that? Oh, it stopped. All right, <laughs> I guess it must be fine. <laughs> the 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 spiking pain in my chest stopped, so I should be good. <laughs> I'm going to sleep with a. T- <laughs> oh, oh! I have the same pain on my left as my right, so at least it's symmetrical. I should be yeah. fine. <laughs> this uh, is freaky looking. Yeah, but no, this look this looks insane, man. I can't wait for this to come. Um for those not watching, which is almost all of you. Um it's a uh, first person shooter. Yeah, I, I can only say robotic horror Bioshock. Um uh, Yeah, it looks out- like you're using superpowers and abilities. It's yeah, like, like a gun in your right hand yep. and like <clears throat> superpowers in your left. Yeah. But, What's yeah. the uh release date and price on this? Um, what do we got? From what I remember winter. This winter. This winter, winter is coming. At yeah. some point, at some point at 2024, we're going to get a winter around here, I think. <laughs> fucking shit, dude. Uh, anybody want to wear fucking, uh, we're going to be wearing bikinis on Halloween, dude. It's going to be so goddamn hot. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. No price yet. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Uh, what do you got uh, there, uh, John? Uh, for on the radar for me, across the obelisk is a, a game that came across my discovery queue that looked super interesting, and uh, it honestly it looks like something that uh, you and I will play during what I call our special time. Yeah, uh, when we play games together. Which so is it is a rarer these days, man. Yeah, yeah. With kids and work and everything else, it's definitely a challenge. But it's a it's a co op roguelike deck builder. So card game roguelike we get to play it together up to four people looks super promising yes it does Um, yeah it's been uh it's been out a while from an early access perspective like since 21 like april i want to say but um it just now came out in full release last month i believe so totally on my wish list dude i've seen this yeah yeah yeah, I I just saw it in my discovery queue and added. I'm like, how did I not know about this? Because this is totally up my alley. Bobby, you've been playing Monster Train. I think this is probably up yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to say we did bring this up because there was. Um, I remember being really surprised at oh hey this is a, uh, a co-op game, right? Yeah. 
which uh, we we don't really see with roguelike or deck builders, but it's starting to become a little more common. There's been a few games where they've incorporated co-op into these types of games. Yeah, How, I think what's I the only the go ahead. I think I, was, I think I remember bringing up the fact that the cards look like Hearthstone cards. Mm-hmm. I think I remember this. Yeah, very Slay the Spire. That's vibes, what I was going to say. Too. Like, what's the only or like one of the few ways that you can improve Slay the Spire? Like, make it co-op. Yeah, make it co-op. It's like one of For the sure. Yeah, if you, as long as you pull it off. Um, I know it's very positive, uh, Christian. But what are the percentages there on that and and numbers? Uh, is that ninety one percent with three thousand? Yeah. 3,760. Looks like we have a winner here, folks. Uh, we are going to have to shut down this podcast. We're going to go be, it's going to be. Okay, get started on this immediately. I count for it. Welcome back topic. to Obeliscast. <laughs> Two years later. Do you know what game I picked up again? Yeah. Return, I mean, across the obelisk. Um, yeah, so the last one I got from me is just an art. <clears throat> one thing I, I do love about Google. Um, like news stream it learns me so quickly like uh right on right under you know my google search bar there's like always five articles and i'm interested in all of them like it does such a good job of like giving me what i want and it's like what very old game is at the top of the sales charts on steam i don't know what is it google click 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 so uh, it turns out it's um star wars the old republic is like number six on um, sales uh, for subscriptions. So the game itself, it's free. Obviously, this is an old, old game. Uh, I don't know when it came out. Um, but About 2010, 2011. Yeah, a long time ago. But um, this, despite it being free, um, subscriptions for it is one of the top sellers right now. So it's having a resurgence. And guess what? Chris, it didn't take a bunch of nerds getting together and working and programming for months and months. <laughs> it's a game that works. And uh, and, and for Bobby, I think uh, if you start playing and you don't know how to do it, I think if you Google something, the answer is going to come up. You jump with Spacebar. <laughs> like, you don't, it, it's not like some obscure shit you can't even find tutorials for anymore. Do you want to know the worst part about that? Is that me and Chris were just talking about that before we started the podcast. He's like, hey, do you want to see my trailer that me and my friend made for our game? And I was like, yeah, man, let's watch it. And I was like, it's pretty good. All said and done, though, um, I did play Galaxies a lot more than I played uh, Republic. Um, but maybe Same. it's in a really good spot right now. I don't know. But... Uh, so, <laughs> John and I start playing video games. Oh, that, that'll lead us into uh, highlights later. But um, first time in like three weeks, we sit down, we start playing. And he's like, you know what, man? I think we should start playing WoW together. I'm like, dude, it's been once in three weeks, and you want to start up the most time-intensive game? <laughs> let's do it. Let's yeah, do let's do just it. get it. Yeah. We're a one-night wonder <laughs> for old time's sake. We, we would let's have just... three sessions before we make our characters. Before we're done with character creation. That's right. Yeah. Uh, what's the last thing you got there, Johnny? So um, with DLG Con coming up in uh, three three short weeks, right? The weekend of the 30th through the October 3rd. Um, I wanted to throw out a, a little bit of an invite out there to any Texans or people uh, going to DLG Con. Um, my... One of my, my many day jobs, if you didn't know, is as a uh, a rare ball python breeder. 
Um, and I end up going to trade shows. And one of the trade shows is coming to Arlington, Texas here in two weeks, so the weekend before DLGCon. That's the North America Reptile Breeders Conference, or NARBC, hosted in Arlington, Texas, at their actually at their eSports event center, which is super cool, by the way. Um, but for anybody interested to just kind of get away for the weekend and go check out a zoo-like atmosphere with way more you know color and pattern and animal variation than you've ever seen uh at any zoo uh i would definitely recommend you spend a little time if you're in that local area to swing on down to the narbc reptile convention that weekend the weekend of the 24th and 25th so weekend before dlg con happy to uh say hi to anybody talk shop i've met tag loro down there did dinner and played magic with him and i forget the other gentleman's name he went to the actual reptile show and he was wearing his dlg shirt him and i got a picture together because i'm always repping dlg underneath my uh my trade show garb so uh happy to say hi see anybody and uh, talk shop be it video games or reptiles or any other strange topic that comes up somebody wants to swing on by so Johnny like pay, pay, he paypaled me seven hundred dollars i'm gonna go ahead and plug your uh your website <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to get that dlg bump just a little bit <laughs> so like how much is like like one like snake maybe like 20 inches long uh size is really relevant <laughs> Yeah, his size is really relevant. Twenty-inch pile python, please. Yeah, uh, it, it it varies. It's based on the rarity of the genetics, the rarity of the combination, how good it looks, gender, like stuff like that. So it, it's it's kind of crazy because you go to these events and yeah, you can see your standard bearded dragon or ball python or turtle or tortoise that you can go and see in you know any old standard fair pet shop, but you can also see these like world's first mutations that the only place you're going to see them is at a show like this with like pink frogs and you know yellow tortoises and like all these random like color and pattern mutations that are just absolutely crazy so that's the that's the coolness of it living art just walking by and checking out living art yeah man that's cool shit man he 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 made a business out of rolling genetic lotteries dude basically that's right that's right he's a real life arc player (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right all snakes yeah all right, time for highlights, games that we have played. <clears throat> Let's start it off with Beyond the Wire, because a couple of us Hell played yeah. that game. So this is a, I guess, a first-person shooter game would be the simplest way to describe it, from the creators of Squad, but it takes place in World War One. So Nick, Christian, and I both played this, all played this game uh, this week, and I don't know. Squad didn't really connect with me, obviously, so I'm probably not the best person to go judging this game. Um, it, it does feel very similar. Uh, there were some things that uh, I did not like, though, like when you look down the scope of a sniper rifle, it seems to lock to like a grid. Uh, we had the same problem with um, the artillery as well. So that felt a little janky. But otherwise, I really like the fact that you can create a squad and that squad is specifically riflemen or specifically artillery or snipers or this or that. And that's what, uh, your team does. And they have a very different loadout on it. So, I mean, that was kind of cool. You don't have mixed squads. No, no. So you, so you, you as a squad have a job and you you together go and do that job. That's interesting. This is the part I I wanted to talk about. Yeah. This is the part I wanted to talk about was the fact that 
every so not only do like the squad of riflemen have jobs but the even the people inside that squad of riflemen each have their own jobs as well sub jobs there's an officer and, there's uh, yeah. yeah like there'll be like a guy who carries ammo it's fun, like you literally just have ammo in a club that's it like, no gun no gun just Dude, ammo and bonking the club fucking wrecks though come on i was like on a 10 kill streak with the club oh man it was brutal <laughs> So I think I got to play something that they didn't get to play because I ended up playing like another two hours after that. And so did you guys get to experience any of the tanks and like the other vehicles and shit? No. So, yeah. So so normally the way the, the mechanic works to play an officer because the, the, the officers are like XP based. I get to get a certain amount of kills and stuff. Um, so And like you like the officer kits a little bit better than the fucking, you know, norm, normal kit. But the vehicles are even harder to get. But the game is like four times as long. And the vehicles are nuts because they're like, they're kind of like official in the sense. Like you're not playing the Germans and you can spawn in a French tank. Like when you play the Germans, you have to spawn in one of the German tanks. And I had a spawn inside of a little French tank. And it was scary as shit, dude. Because <laughs> like this, the, like the German tank has like four cannons on it, and I'm like in a little French tank that takes two people to fucking pilot, and it's hella slow. Like it literally goes seven kilometers an hour, <laughs> and like you're like moving the turret by hand, and it's, there's no reticle. There's no reticle where you're aiming, <laughs> and uh, this thing with four cannons is just slowly lurching towards you. I ended up getting 14 kills with it and then blowing up two of those tanks. You know how uh, bad like, you know how bad French tanks are? I didn't know they existed until this moment. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's the I, I think I think Chris can bring up an image of it, dude. But it looks like two dudes pretending to be a horse. Like that's how bad this <laughs> tank looks. It's I forgot what it is. Just look at World War 1 French tank, dude. <laughs> Wow. It's it's so bad. Wow. It, like the, 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 the cannon that it shoots has like a little chode. Wow. I don't know what you're That's talking it right about. there. This tank <laughs> looks above average. Look at it. Above average. It's a it's, nice size. It's huge. This is I am sure it does great. I'm Maybe sure it in does Canada great. it's huge. <laughs> but yeah, imagine being in this thing and shooting like this box of death coming at you. Yeah. Like you get to do that in this game and it's really shitty that it only has like 180 active players on it. Um, when when the next server like server that hopped in we ha- hopped into, um, there was way more people than me and Bobby played, and then and, and Chris. Like it was when me and Bobby and Chris played, it was like 50. When I ended up playing in the next server, it was like 95, 96. Oh wow, way more involved. My, yeah, and the game biggest... is really built to. You really need a lot of players to have a real game. Mm. Yeah. Well, there, apparently there are small squad game modes. Like, it's like 20 versus 20 if you consider that small squad. But I think the biggest trouble with this game is that there's no NVIDIA drivers. And, like, oh. I, w- I was running on, like, m- like medium settings, and my card was, like, chugging. Mm. And uh, I think that's one of the, the problems is, like, it's just not optimized. Yeah. Uh, for those who uh, didn't see a picture of the French tag a tank, if you don't want to Google it, it looks like the droid that they picked before R two D two, the one that was like exploded. R one C two. Yeah, that, that other one. Yeah, uh, that's what it looked like. So, 
Yeah. Do they make tanks anymore? <laughs> yeah, dude. France? Oh, yeah. France? Oh, yeah. No, no, I mean anybody. Yeah. It's like that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Dude, fair. Yep. Yeah, totally. Okay. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. No, man. I really didn't know because no. I, I feel like the tank is yeah. kind of obsolete now that we got drones. That's that's one of the biggest parts about this Ukrainian and Russian war is the fact that all these tanks are just getting absolutely destroyed by like artillery and drones, man. It's yeah, like, it's they're, been one they're of the not cheap, dude. I don't know how much a tank costs, but I imagine quite way a bit less money. than a drone. Yeah, There's, yeah. it's actually getting so. It's getting so bad. Countries are looking into making light tanks again, like tanks that they like shoot and can drive really fast and stuff. Bobby, if you want to get caught up on modern warfare, there's a few subreddits you should take a look at. I really don't care. (laughs) You can see a video from (laughs) Ukraine. Yeah. Um, But yeah, there's some gnarly ass tanks out there, man. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's crazy. I remember listening to a podcast. Um, where they were talking about, they were interviewing a guy that works on like builds shit and they use it. He said they use it in tanks. So yeah, I should have known that. Mm. It just, it seems to me though, that that's like an obsolete, uh, war machine. You know, it's like, like, well, they add find a big Zeppelin them. or something. It, it's the, it's the forever arms race. where like, Oh, there's a new gun. We make a new shield for that gun. So there's, there's tanks that like, uh, if you shoot a missile at it, mm-hmm. it, it shoots like a shot, not a shotgun, but flak at it. And it yep. blows up the, sh- it blows up the round before it hits the tank. I think and we it, should just settle all international conflict digitally, you know, have them play like a, like a league game or something or Dota. But beyond the wire, have them play beyond the wire. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's a little violent. The, the game needs a little work. I, I don't know. Is that what squad? I remember squad being a lot better than this. Like this felt like. Yeah, see, here's the a, thing, though. I, I play a lot of the. I played a lot of Day Defeat, and you know those old games. They're janky too. But like, if I were to play this, like back. 20 years ago when I was playing Day of Defeat, I'd been like, dude, this game needs work, <laughs> you know? And back in the day, you didn't really see games that were just like in early access. That wasn't a thing. Like you always saw finished products every, and you know, every now and then like one would have a lot of issues and you know, nobody would play it and it would just disappear into the ether. But like games worked back then, even though they were janky. This one I feel like was just, I, I don't know. It was like missing, missing some pieces. Chris, what, what are your, so Nick says it's great. Bobby poo poos it, and where are you at? You're the you're the vote. Um, yeah, that's an interesting question. But I personally, my personal opinion, I wouldn't play this again. I think I agree that it was missing something. It's not as fun as Squad, you know. I feel like you can jump in a squad and have a pretty good time. This seemed like a weird mix of like arcade, but they were still going for that hardcore feel. So it wasn't like a milsim, but it's not like like Call of Duty or like a, a more quicker paced shooter. It was like some weird thing in between. It just didn't work for me. Maybe it was missing robotic horror. Horror. Yeah, sorry. Could, horror. Could, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Both of those things. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what have you guys been playing? Uh, well, the little bit that Johnny and I got to play, we played Arizona Sunshine um, because it's a co-op, uh, a tried and true it's been around since the beginning, but they've been working on it the whole time. So it's a VR um, first person, like I guess everything in VR is first person, but a zombie apocalypse type game. 
Um, I'm surprised they haven't updated the first level. Like it is pretty dated. There's some DLC stuff. Uh, we have we didn't get into that, but um, the co-op works pretty well. Like uh, I was hosting, so it was my campaign. I was the only one who was able to interact with like um, you know story. quest items. Yes, yep. quest items, story items, and uh, he was just kind of like an. <laughs> I, thought, I was like, man, you're making this not fun because you're like John Wick. He was running. No fear at all. This guy just <laughs> runs up to fucking zombies and shoots, puts his gun on the temple and just pulls the trigger. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that was an option, dude. I'm over here like doing the cross arm, trying to be fucking all tactical and stuff, hitting him for, for no. He's just fucking just assassination style over and over. And uh, I was like, I, I guess that's an option too. Um, I never miss. Yeah. Um, it, I don't, I'm like, I've got 60 bullets. How about you? He's like 240. <laughs> he's like, he's like, cause he's what shots everybody. Um, uh, it, so there was more zombies, but I think only during the, uh, do the, the like defend, uh, horde mode type, like you know, when you pull the uh generator switch and a bunch it makes a bunch of noise and they all come out. I think at that point we were getting more zombies, but I think the regular game it was just regular amount of zombies, so we were yep. never like during the regular time we weren't ever overwhelmed. We, we also put it on normal too. Um, I think we could handle uh harder because John's like, car, call your shots. And it's funny because you have to on the fly make up stupid ass names for this. I was like, I got blue shirt, and he's like, I got polka dots, <laughs> and you're like, I, I got construction worker, and you just like cutting off or calling off these people. Uh, but all in all, like, uh, I had a good time with it. Um, I've had this game for years. And yeah, I me never, too. Never beat the first level, and now I have. And yeah. uh, I think we'll continue to play this one, huh, Johnny? I I think so too. Yeah, we were just looking for something different than the the you walk about golf, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I had a great time playing it. I thought it was fun. the The weird part was how you wanted to hold hands most of the time because you were scared. <laughs> so we had to virtually hold hands, like when it got really scary. But um, other than that, yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. Definitely want to go back to it. Absolutely. For sure. What what was the game that uh, you you yeah. called out and said, "Oh, look at this reviews. Let's try this game." And then we what played it for fifteen minutes. And went, this thing sucks. Yeah, it's Trickster. So VR. Trickster. That yeah, was stay it. away from Trickster on VR. VR Trickster, something like that. And like decent. Con- it's not worth talking about. Let's just, yeah. just don't buy it. You get yep. tricked by a game called Trickster, man. Yeah. Hey, damn. How fucking That's old right. are you? We did. Tricky. He's like true. eighty years old. To yeah, be fair. To be fair. I got tricked. Uh, John was like, let's play this other game. And I was like, no, dude, this one has better reviews and it's yeah. newer. It's got to be better. And then, yeah, typical Emilio selling selling the other game. I'm like, okay, fine. We'll, we'll buy and download this one. I'm like, this other one's been out a few years. It's only five bucks. Reviews are really good. He's like, no, this one. This was $29.99. Yeah, yeah, we both we both returned it. Yeah. I feel like this is the the perfect husband and wife dichotomy. You get it the is. one that just wants to spend money, and the other one's like, "But check out this version; it's perfectly fine. It's on Amazon." We've we've got ice cream at home, John. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, what do you got? Somebody, John? Yeah, sure. So one thing I wanted to call out. So uh, originally, 
I got a a secret lab, which you've heard of that company, Gaming Chair, and they uh, I want to say the company started up in 2017, somewhere around there, and I found them, and I was really just looking for something other than a DX racer. Another plug, John. I need another seven hundred dollars. I'm sorry, be- I'll, it's the checks in the mail. <laughs> uh, well, but seriously, I have nothing to do with this company, but I got one of their chairs. I really dug it. I thought it was a great chair. I got got one. Uh, I'm sitting in right now. It's the exact same chair I bought in 2017. And recently across the, the bottom front of the chair, it was fraying really bad and it's just got exponentially worse. And so I'm like, Hey, what does this thing have for a warranty? I bet it was a year or something stupid. Well, it turns out it was a five year warranty that came with the chair, which unfortunately had since expired, but I still reached out to the company. I sent them pictures, um, and just asked, Hey, is there anything you can do here? Or what can I do? Well, long story short, they were amazing. Like customer service wise, I can't say enough good things about how responsive they were, how many, you know, emails and validation emails they sent and talk me through everything. Long story short, for cost with free shipping, so at their cost for free shipping, they're going to send me a brand new seat for my chair, even though it's out of warranty. Um, which is super awesome. So they're going to, they're going to send that to me. And, um, I just wanted to plug them because I thought that was just super great within, you know, three email exchanges. They're like, yep, we're going to send you an invoice. We're going to send you a seat at cost. So it was like 60 bucks or something, uh, for a $500 chair seat. And, uh, it's going to be made of the new material, blah, 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 blah. So it's going to be better for you, all that jazz, and free shipping. So I was like, that's awesome. uh, Head to secretlabchair.ca slash JP Diddy to get your... (laughs) (laughs) I've seen these chairs before. These chairs were in that TV show Players that I was talking about. about Oh, really? Sports team. (laughs) Yeah, I saw them. I think that's when I first kind of clocked this company. And I feel like since then, I've been seeing them pop up here and there. But yeah, they are kind of making a name for themselves, these secret lab chairs. Um, yeah, I, de- yeah. I'm, I may way need a new chair them? pretty soon, the way I'm sweating through mine, man. With this so, heat. Nick, I've, I've got the Titan, which is the fat-ass guy one. I want to say it's three, <laughs> 350, 300, I don't know, whatever. They make a big boy one. This is a short version. Cool. That's what's up. Yeah, that's what, that's what this is. The new ones have a little magnetic pillow that just magnet sticks on it's pretty dope i kind of wanted a new one i was hoping they'd give me a discount on a new one but now they just sent me a new seat nice thank you again for our sponsor i'm just kidding jesus jim's gonna be super nice <laughs> for, for the people who are i'm talking to i was just browsing their website and their customer support thing popped up so I just was letting them know that their guy uh, on the inside, John, J.P. Diddy, he's been talking good about them. Now I'm talking to Jim, and hopefully we get some. I'll keep this going as the episode goes. Maybe we'll get something out of that it. That would, yeah. <laughs> right. tell, tell them that three of our casters need new chairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're willing understand. to pay just shipping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a new chair. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll talk about my last game this week. I played Tooth and Tail. This game came out a while ago, 2017, and I've always had my eye on it because it was pretty successful when it came out, I want to say. I didn't realize until I played it this time, this is made by the same developer as Monaco. Now, Monaco is a, um, a heist game 
that I really liked back in the day. And I really kind of pushed this game. I think it came out maybe 2014 or something. And I love the color palette of Monaco. It was just bright neon. However, the graphics were so low res, it kind of created a problem with the game, especially in a heist game where you have different classes doing different things and you need to be really aware of, you know, vision cones and uh, timers and things like that. So it, it, it was a difficult game. Monaco was very difficult and I wanted it to be I want it to be more than it was, man. Like I tried to drag so many people into playing that with me, but it was kind of hard because of that learning curve. Um, but anyway, uh, what's the developer's name? Can we exit out of this so I could see it? Uh, it starts with a P and I can't remember. Pocket Watch Games. You know, it's funny, Bobby. You know how I always come in, I go P and I come back and I think I know everything that's going on. And then I ask what just got asked. Either way, uh, when you were talking about, I thought you were talking about this game right here, Tooth and Tail. And I was like, Oh, he sounds like a lot like Monaco. <laughs> you, were actually ta- you were talking about Monaco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this game, Mon- uh, Pocket Watch Games, the creators of Monaco, they made this game a few years later. And it's an RTS game, but it works a little different. Now, a lot of the reviews, uh, the reviews are good, but some people will complain that it is not... It doesn't have the depth and complexity that you're used to in a lot of RTS games, specifically the micromanagement. Now, to some people, that's a big relief because that's that's tough, man. Like when I play Warcraft 3, I don't even play um, versus anymore. Like I, I don't even do it because the people that are still playing Warcraft 3 are just like way too good at the game. And it's just, just I'm going to lose all the time and not not have fun. And that's how a lot of RTSs go. The skill cap is so high that if the player base is not big enough or bad enough, then you're just going to have a bad time. Um, so tooth and tail, the way that they simplify the RTS game is you have a commander and everything happens according to your commander. You drag this commander around on the map and he can bring troops over to him. He can tell them to retreat. He can tell them to attack something, but you can't click around on the mini map and say, okay, you go over here and do this. You go do that. You can't manage multiple units. All you can do is use your commander to tell your troops what to do. Now you can also leave your troops at base, uh, and send your commander out just as a scout too. Um, but this game is single player and multiplayer. I just played the single player, the multiplayer from uh, even though I haven't checked it out, according to the reviews, people are saying it's like five, 10 minute games for an RTS. That's really interesting because usually they go on quite a bit longer unless you, right. know, you get tower rushed or something. And, you know, that's never fun, but a five to 10 minute RTS and they say it's quick and fun. So I, I might explore that. Um, the theme of the game is really interesting. It's very animal farm. I don't know if you guys probably had to read that in high school. I'm pretty sure that's part of the curriculum Uh still. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's, it's very Russian. The music's really good. Uh, and it's very like, uh, communist USSR. Uh, you know, you have the, the long coats and the, um, the common folk and there's like uprisings and people uh, fighting for power. And there's uh, like, they don't use the exact words, but it feels very much like, like, um, like communist uh, USSR. And it's all animals, anthropomorphic animals. So I'm assuming the animals have uh, different animals have different traits or different Mm -hmm. Yeah, they all have different abilities, Uh, yet they group together for different things. So like your villagers, when you build farms, the villagers are always pigs. Of course, the flamethrower guy, uh, well, he's a pig as well, but uh, there's really no rhyme or reason. It's not like the reptiles group up versus, you know, the mammals or something. Uh, 
Um, but yeah, it's an interesting game. The single player is pretty good. The story, you know, it's all right. Um, the multiplayer is kind of what's intriguing me at this point. And I'm just happy to see someone taking a different spin on the RTS. Because as much as I love RTSs, it's just like I can't... I, I love RTS. I love competitive games. I love like playing against other human people or playing with other people. But like RTSs is just like... I don't know. It's hard for me to say like this is a legitimate um, genre of of competitive gaming because it's just the skill cap is so high and it just feels so like mm -hmm. ridiculous that they would ask me to do all this. Like, to, you have to be like on Ritalin or something to, like, <laughs> you know, be good at StarCraft Two. It's just absurd. If you've ever seen a StarCraft Two or player, Asian. <laughs> Okay. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to stereotype here, <laughs> but if you've ever seen like a Starcraft two pro play, it's just like inhuman what they do. And it's just like, how do you, how do you even do that? That's not like a game to me. You've gone like beyond that. Like I, I'm not going to put that effort into a video game at this point in my life. If I'm going to work that hard at something, it's going to be in like school or work. But, uh, I, I, I so I'm glad to see some, uh, something like tooth and tail that <laughs> dials it back a bit. Any way we can disable that beeping sound. <laughs> I'm, I'm just talking to Jim right now, Bobby. It's yeah, no, I know, so I know if what you, it if is. You just wanna, if you just want to continue on what you were saying. The no. funny thing is, Jim is actually J.P. Diddy doing his <laughs> side hustle. It's an inside job the whole time. Right. So you got, you got somebody to play this with, Bobby? Have you found like a, a few people to play multiplayer with? Are you looking I, for somebody I, in the community? Well, there's a what? player base. You know, there's people playing it. Not very many, I, I might add. If we scroll down, I, I'm, I think it was like 10 or 20 or something when I checked today. Uh, five right now. Today's peak was 22. So Ooh, yeah, not a lot of people playing. Yeah. It, there is no co-op though. This is just versus. I, I can't imagine getting too into it. I just kind of want to try it out for myself. The the multiplayer. But, Wasn't it, Bob? Next week. Tooth and tail, guys. Am I right? He's a, he's a champion. He's DLG a, bump. I ranked number one of 22, guys. Just number saying. one on the, on the leaderboard. Um, and they do in the single player game after you beat a level, it, it has like a, uh, a leaderboard based on times when you beat it. So I don't know, I guess you can try to speed run this and get up on there. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good game. You know, it's I, I think it's like had its day and it's kind of like uh, nobody's really playing it anymore. But it's I, I see why it was good. And Pocket Watch games, I wonder if they've developed anything since then. It's been five years. So it seems there? like seems like there should be something. Wildlife Tycoon. I mean, they got some stuff, but this is all old. Well, this is, yeah. Can you yeah, they even around. By date. Oh, that's not very many things. Anyway. Monaco 2. Oh, is that being developed? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We, got oh, shit. we can't tell what it is. Yeah, TBD. Look at that. Okay, we got another Monaco are. game. Click on the screenshots. I want to see what the graphics are. Oh, oh that's, that's so much, much better. better. <laughs> so much better. All right. <laughs> That's it's, that's going on. They the just list. uploaded this page as soon as they heard you yeah. talking about just so, their other games. Just, just so Nick and John could tell what we're talking about. Go to Monaco One and show them the graphics, dude. Yeah, it, it's. I'm sorry. I played Monaco with, with Bobby like once. Bobby was like, "Hey, man, do you want to play?" I'm like, "Sure, I'll check it out." I played with him once. I'm like, "Guys, yeah, I'm cool with this. I'm good." Yeah, it's it, oh. it's tough, but I love the color palette. And like the neon lights and the the lighting that they did, like it 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 looks cool. I, I will always remember this game because I got flamed on this game once when playing with a, a random stranger. And it's not like when you usually have someone that gets upset with you at a game for not playing it well, and they're you know they don't use proper punctuation or capitalization, and oh. uh, their remarks are usually just uh, not not 
typed very well, but yeah, this yeah. person was just like, it, it was articulate. like, a, yeah, he was very articulate. You got dressed down is what happened. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> wow, that, I've never been flamed like that. Yeah. 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 And then at the same Good time, day, I'm like, sir, <laughs> just smack you across the face with a glove. At the same time, I'm just like, this guy must really hate playing this game because he's probably running into people constantly that are just not like doing it right. It, it, it's a tough game to just group up with some randos. And was he right? Probably. Oh, I mean, probably. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I just, I wasn't good at this game. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Uh, all right. Well, that was my week. What do you guys think? Sometimes got? you get your soul insulted. At it hurts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I, okay. Um, I always say that I'm always into uh, the stuff around a thing and not so much into the thing. So like, I don't listen to rap, but I'll be like, who are the fat five best rappers? Or what does this guy think about this guy? <laughs> or like all the, all this stuff. I'll just be clicking on stuff. And I'm like, I'll, you know, I'm like, I'm into the adjacent stuff. And obviously I've been in street fighter my whole life. Um, since playing in a seven 11 when I was 12 to, you know, now I watch every Evo, like I was talking about and all this stuff. But, you know, I tried Street Fighter 4, and I was like, this is garbage. And I played Street Fighter 5, and it was garbage. And uh, But I, you know, I watch fucking YouTubers sometimes and uh, blah, blah, blah. And one guy was like, you know, Street Fighter 5, is a, 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 it's at its end. It's kind of like uh, the fifth year of a PlayStation or sixth year of a PlayStation, like when everything is fucking running at full steam. And this is the fifth, the final season. Um Final season was probably last year. Um, and so they do, you know, they're trying to do the whole like uh, battle pass and all that stuff. So anyway, this is the final season because Street Fighter Six is coming out. And um, uh, Championship Edition came out, which is uh, a DLC. So you get all the seasons for free. They come out. And then if you want all those costumes, you pay for them, blah, blah, blah. There's so much fluff here. But actually, the game Street Fighter V Championship Edition is pretty good Street Fighter. I'm having a really good time with it. Um, I started playing. Like, I haven't been an active Street Fighter player uh, in over 10 years, probably. Um, Other than just playing with my friends, like couch co-op stuff like or couch versus or whatever i haven't really played and i've never played competitively online uh but you know if anybody who's like gone to an arcade with me knows that like i usually take over the arcade like i'm i'm pretty good in those settings and i'm pretty good on the couch just randomly so i'm like how am i against the world turns out not very good (laughs) um like uh yeah I, I won like my first like you know you start at the bottom and i won like 30 or 40 matches but then you get to like where you belong because i don't know street fight i know street fighter but i don't know street fighter 5 all that well so uh i start playing and i learn i learned my place you know they they put me in my place which is not very high it's like <laughs> i i barely touched silver for a second and it tasted so good and then i got knocked down to the bottom um, we call that uh, we call that old uncle energy. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what we call it. <laughs> it. I I do have to say I'm playing. Uh, here's my caveat, guys. I'm playing one of the most low tier characters. I only play Zangief, so uh, 
that I'm putting, I'm, uh, all the stack, all the chips are stacked. I, all I have is old uncle to energy and I'm playing one of the low tier guys, but it's so satisfying when you're, when you're beating uh, top tier uh, characters with it. I do want to talk a little bit about the philosophy of street fighter and why, like uh, I like it so much and, and why it, it, it's more than just like two characters doing their suit let try let me try to do my super until it comes out and then you start winning and or, or whatever no it's so much more than that uh basically it's um two people to have uh relevant move sets and some people have faster abilities than others that do less damage but have more priority so you play footsies and you're trying to just like poke each other trying to feel each other out do a little bit of damage here a little bit of damage there and then uh somebody will get a knockdown and then when a knockdown happens all kinds of shit can happen so it's a game every single time there's a knockdown there's like um it's not a 50 50 all the time it's like three or four different things can happen so the aggressor the guy standing can like go in for a throw or he can go in for an attack, or he can go in for a combo, or he can go in for you know there's a, a jump, and then the defender, if he choose, if he picks the correct um, defense, can can thwart whatever the aggressor is doing and return back to normal and get everything back, even though you're at less health. And so, you what can happen is throughout a match. Because you, you, once you get somebody online, you don't just play them for the three rounds. You play them for the best of three games. So up to nine rounds. And, um, you know, you get to learn a person's uh, style. And you also get to condition them. So as you're playing them, you're like, oh, you make them think that you play a certain way. Like every time I knock somebody down, this is what I do. And so that person will be like, I'm going to do my defense for that attack. But if you condition them, you do them three, four times the same thing, they're going to assume that thing is, and then you do whatever counters that. And so there's this whole like mind game thing going, playing out. And, you know, once, once you start watching competitive and people calling out, Oh, he got him. Cause you know, he conditioned him so well that this is the way he plays. But then he changed at the very last moment when it mattered or, you just keep doing the most obnoxious thing over and over, and the, your opponent's like, no way he's going to go that for the sixth time. And you do it for the sixth time, and it works. Like I, I, John was watching me today, and I was like, as, was. Long, as long as he keeps doing it, I'm going to keep fucking doing this. So oh, I just did a fucking a 360 bio driver over and over and over until I killed him. It's like, if you're not going to ever change it, um, why would I change my, uh, so it's like a little mental game that's going on and I appreciate it so much. I'm having a really good time with it. Um, I'm not very good, but if you want to play, I'm there. Just message me on it, discord. Is this super nostalgic for you, Emilio? Does it transport you back to Seven Eleven, old school street fighter? There's a, I, I get an adrenaline rush every time I play. Yeah. I'm like, uh, well, it, it's one of those things where like when I win, uh, I'm like, oh yeah, that's how it should go. And then when it's close, I'm like, uh, oh geez, I'm like, oh man, this is so close. Uh, but it's not. It's almost like I'm getting the feelings from a MOBA, but it's so 
quick. Like I just started playing on like Monday and I already have 150 games in because they're so Jesus. quick. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, and the announcer when you start a game is like, um, they, <laughs> she's always telling you all kinds of relevant information. She'll be like, you are now in the top 100,000. And I'm like, nice. Like, fuck, I'm coming up. And then she goes, <laughs> in North America. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> you bitch. Or she'll can't be, even touch Japan. <laughs> she'll be like, this will, uh, if you win this one, you're going to rank up. And then I don't win that one. <laughs> like, just stuff like <laughs> Welcome stuff to like the that. bottom. Yeah, welcome ten, to the bottom. 10 million. I, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's in a good place. Um, I don't know how far out we are from Street Fighter Six, but for thirty bucks, uh, I I think it's totally worth it if you want to. And uh, you know, there's a comeback mechanic that's so easy built into the game. You just push Fierce and Roundhouse together, and you if you've taken a bunch of damage, um, there's like a secondary power bar, and you can use that to come back if somebody's bullying you a lot. Uh, you could just easily who can who can't push two buttons together, um, and yeah, you could do massive damage with that. So, um, but it's not abusive. I, it's in a good place. I like it. Tons of characters, tons. Very cool. Yep. Speaking of street fighting, I've got a couple Souls likes that have fighting in the streets somewhere in them. Nice. Uh, so. Thymesia is a, a game that got released, I think, last month, um, and is is a Souls like. It's very Bloodborne esque in terms of kind of the, I'll say, the motif, but it's very Sekiro. If you've ever played Sekiro mechanics, very fast paced, very parry heavy. Um, so it's 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 really pretty fun. Um, it's a super short game though um, for a Souls like. I want to say it's like time to beats probably six hours, something like that. Um, there's a bunch of side quests and things like that you can do, but if you mainline it, you can blow through. I want to say three, four major bosses and be done with the game. Um, it's really interesting in that uh, it's got a very cool health bar mechanic in that you have armor on every enemy and you have health and you can chip away at their armor with your main weapon and then you have to use your what's called a plague claw attack to take away their health because their armor will regenerate back up to where their health is so you can like beat down an enemy with your main attack and if you aren't on them and then switching over to your claw plague attack they're going to regen all their health right back up so you've got to stay on them and you've got to alternate your attacks. Um, the other thing that's super interesting is this claw weapon. You can charge it up and it essentially steals the weapon type of whoever you're fighting. So you get a, I'll, I'll say a primary uh, weapon type that you can equip as an alternate weapon, plague weapon. And then anybody comes along and you're like, hey, I really dig that guy's sword or rapier or whatever you can then do a special attack that steals their weapon and then you can use it back against them uh so that's really really fun and really really cool um and then you can also kind of collect the different weapon types and insert that as your i'll say your secondary weapon type but generically if you like sekiro type combat it's it's very very similar very fun very short kind of a a diet souls like if you were 
Um, and it's got this very spooky Bloodborne atmosphere with good graphics, Unreal Engine 4, if I recall right. Um, typical Souls fashion, not much of a story, mostly lore-based kind of combat. And it's it's pretty affordable. I think I got it for 20 bucks on on sale, like the initial release, and I think it's like 25 now, yeah. That doesn't look like a twenty dollar game, man. That, that's no, not yeah, at it, all. It, it like yeah, it looks super pretty. It's just because it's short, I think. Hmm. Nice. So yeah, yeah I'm I'm excited to see. Good. Yeah, I'm excited to see if this developer comes out with additional games um, or plays off of this and does some DLC. I, I think they've got potential to to make some pretty cool stuff. So nice. Uh, the oh, other oh, souls. Oh. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. All you, man. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, the other Souls-like, Bobby, you might find this one interesting, is called Steel Rising. So Steel Rising is set in France during the French Revolution. Um, so it's very steampunk universe in revolution fa- in the French Revolution um, with automaton enemies. Um, so all kind of like robotic steampunk-esque enemies. And you play as Agus an automaton created by French inventor, uh, you'll have to help me here, Bobby, Jaco de Vaus Kansken? Ganson? No. I don't know who that is. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, to protect the queen, Marie Antoinette. So um, it's it's obviously al- alternative universe kind of no. gameplay. Yeah, it w- wasn't real. Did not really happen during the French Revolution. Um, oh, cool. But super cool vibe to it, super cool look. You're wandering around old school France, making your way from the castle to a couple different places to find out what's going on with all these, I'll say, bad guy automaton type creatures that you're fighting. Very cool atmosphere, very cool graphics, uh, decent gameplay. Um, it's got a, a, a pretty interesting little game mechanic uh, relative to stamina recovery, kind of like the key pulse in Neo, if you ever played Neo. Um, but um, the weapons are probably the coolest thing. They're all steampunk related. Some can apply effects. Some have a special attack. Some actually enable blocking or parrying, stuff like that. Um, some are ranged, all that fun stuff. So um, that, that part's probably the, the biggest, coolest thing. The bosses are, are interesting, but mildly forgettable but the weapons uh are, are pretty cool that's the the fun part and the fact that you're kind of a a doll chick running around getting upgrades and, and fighting all these things so that's pretty awesome the bosses look like furniture that has come to life like something from beauty and the beast yeah like there's lumiere yep. yeah there's clockworth yeah <laughs> which one another disney reference is this disney base maybe which one did you uh, prefer the two um, I'm just starting to get into Steel Rising. I think I liked the combat better in Thymesia. Um, I'm, I think I like the environment and the graphics and kind of the weapons in Steel Rising because Thymesia doesn't really have weapons. You can like steal their weapons, like I was saying, but in here you actually equip and upgrade them. It's got more RPG elements. Mm. So I guess I like them just different for different reasons. This one's a little more story, a little less lore, uh, which is also kind of interesting. Um, the other part is this is 50 bucks. Ooh. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a lot. Um, I, 
I, I think Thymesia makes a lot more sense at twenty twenty five bucks, um, even though it's a short game. I'm sure that Steel Rising. I have no idea what the time to beat on it is, but um, for fifty bucks, it's 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 a lot. I'm more of a. This is probably a good thirty dollar game. Um, main story and extras, yeah, eleven hours. Yeah, it's more content for sure, but yeah, I, I think this is more a thirty dollar game. Yeah, that would make me feel like a robotic whore. On that one. Yeah. That's a yep. little too much. But yeah, super cool game. Yeah, remember, if you're a developer, come, go ahead and combine Thymesia and Steel Rising. Price it at 40 bucks, and you'll get the JP Diddy bump. There you go. That's there right. You go. <laughs> hey, guys, do you want to see my game trailer? <laughs> Bring, it. Yeah. Bring it. Bring it. All right. We're doing it. So, is it audio? This is, oh, well, there's like a narrator and stuff, and you know, you want to really hear my voice over this kind of thing so <laughs> i heard the ultra nerd uncensored version so this is no this is the star wars galaxy's restoration project is coming up on its 1.0 release it's been a long time coming lots of hard work went into this um this trailer is guys this might be the first dlg exclusive ever okay this i sent this to the me it's a it's an unlisted youtube video you know it, it's going to go live on Wednesday, so the trailer will go live on Wednesday. So we're getting the first sneak peek of of this trailer. Um, so that's cool. Um, not a lot to talk about. If you've already tried the game, definitely come back and give it another go. Lots has been improved. Uh, Mustafar, the fiery planet, is... Uh, uh, coming out and it has like lots of dungeons and, and group content and stuff like that and it's it's free to play um so if you like star wars you like walking around you like mmos i think i think this could be for you i don't Please. expect anyone else here is gonna play it so uh <laughs> i'm looking at faces trying to see if i have any fans in the audience do i have any fans in the audience <laughs> this is a great trailer <laughs> this is really you know it is good the trailer is very um, good I, I would, would I, Johnny. We should. I'd play this instead of WoW. Oh, yeah, I'd give it a whirl. Sure. <laughs> um, is is Dude, there? You're gonna be you and you and Diddy because for those who don't know, in this game, you can really be anything. Like you can be a fucking clothing designer on like a dirt planet, whatever the fuck. You and Diddy are gonna be like selling swimsuits and margaritas on like a fucking. <laughs> desert that sounds planet. amazing. Yeah. Chris, I had no idea you were going to talk about this game when I was shitting on it earlier. I, I apologize, <laughs> dude. I had no idea. I'm sorry. No, I, thought, I thought it was perfect. I thought you saw it in the notes. You were like, oh, I did I'm going to make like a bit you out of it. You can't see. Yeah. I can't yeah. see right now. No, yeah. So I'm I'm really proud of this. You know, I've put a substantial amount of effort into the detriment of all my other um Oh, we've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Things I'm supposed to be doing. So once this is wrapped up, maybe I can get back to, you know, being productive, not on Star Wars. But come come check it out. If any of this appeals to you, MMO, Star Wars, download it. Yeah. Come on down. You'll find uh, Emilio and JP Diddy at the bar, Moss Eisley Cantina in the corner. That's right. Uh, yeah. Awesome. All Congratulations, right. by the way. Before Thank we move you. on to uh, listener questions, quick shout out to Burn Division subscribing for 21 months. He Thanks says Burn. Emilio has to sing happy Thank birthday you, to me. That's right. His birthday was recent. Happy birthday to you, Burn Division. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if he's still here. Anymore. <laughs> One day, uh, he, he's like, oh, I burnt the fuck out of his ankle. And his ankle was all burnt from a um, motorcycle. He, he, had, he had touched his ankle to the muffler or whatever. And I was like... You, 
You should put something in between the muffler and your leg, like a burn division. It's just like, wah, wah. <laughs> no, no, it fell so wow. short. But I, I, I was so proud of it. I brought it up today, you motherfuckers. <laughs> well, now we're all aware of that. If nobody else will champion me, I will champion myself. All right. All right, listener questions. First one coming from Hogglefosh. Did I hear correctly that you favor the theatrical cut versus the extended of Lord of the Rings? Blasphemy, explain yourself. Dude, Leslie, I didn't know you changed your username to Hogglefosh. Jesus. <laughs> and he also asks for our thoughts on the show so far. Has anyone been watching the show? I, I watched yes. the first episode. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I'm Two more are out now. Yes. Um, oh man! I'll try to I watch watched all three tonight. of them. And you, you talked then. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's really good. Um, I think the reason why it's getting fucking hated on or whatever is kind of dumb. It's its own thing. Um, I think it really brings a lot of the lore aspects, like from the books and from like professional opinions and things like that. For those who don't know, you can actually go on Amazon and there's like these endorsed books that build on the lore of Lord of the Rings. Um, like there's one that's about bad guys and good guys and like the, ba- like the battles of middle earth. I think there's nine books. Um, but this show kind of brings that stuff to life and I'm a big lore person. So I'm just like, yeah, this is, this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, production value, you're not going to get any better. This is like game of this, Thrones level production value, yep. if not higher. Um, yeah, it, it you haven't seen the dwarves yet, dude. You're, you'd be like, yeah, no, this is above the tier above Game of Thrones. Like, oh, quality. really? Yeah. What's yeah. it on? It's on Amazon. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a, over a billion dollars were spent on this. Yeah, show, this is probably the most expensive show of all time. Hmm. Uh, like, really? a, lot of, a lot of the comments like mention that and shit like that, and obviously some other things. Like, I think if we're gonna bring up the the elephant in the room, if you've seen the trailer, is that there's black elves and people were like uh, elves aren't black and i'm like dude it's fucking lord of the rings it's fantasy they, they can be where the fuck they are they want to be you know yeah, absolutely they can be purple and so it's just like you see so many of those comments you're like who the fuck is i think i legitimately think they're bots sometimes i saw so like, a uh, it is. i saw an article that was talking about how like everybody's getting so sick of these trolls that just like hate uh, on just like anything mildly pr- uh, pr- uh, that has any kind of progress in it at all. But anyway, yeah, it's, yeah, and it's the, stupid. Unfortunately, they're usually like the most vocal, crazy minority. Yeah, it's a like vocal they're, they're, minority. And they're, they're like the one, like not many people leave reviews for shows, you know, but the ones that usually do are extremely high or extremely low. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely watch it. Yeah, it's got I, my thumbs I would up. recommend it as well. Um, it's not that I prefer the theatrical release, Hagovash. It's that I'm trying to indoctrinate a 10-year-old girl into the lore, and they're not going to sit around for four and a half hours. They don't appreciate the, the, <laughs> the small yeah. nuances of why this elf talked to this person at this one shot or whatever the fuck. Like it just, it doesn't happen. So, so um, <laughs> Leslie's pointing to her nose right now. She is like, see, I, I can tell what she's thinking. She's like, so you indoctrinate her now. And then later, years later, you're like, Hey, 
there's extended versions. Yeah, exactly. Those nuts exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. That's always how director's <laughs> cuts and extended cuts work. Honestly, like don't start with those. Like first see if you even like it. And then if you want more, then watch the extended cut. Uh, everybody makes that mistake because they always see, oh, director's cut, extended cut. Well, obviously I want the entire story. I don't want to miss out on anything. And then they watch it and they're just like, you know, okay, maybe Apocalypse Now shouldn't have been four hours long. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you don't start with that. Like you start like everybody else did with the theatrical cut. And then you say, this was really good. I need more. And then you have the right. extended cut. That's the natural progression of things. Except for that DC movie. I don't even know. Justice League. It's like everybody hated Justice League. And then two years later, the director's cut comes out and everybody loved it. Yeah, Weird. It, but that's the thing. It was like, that's one in a million. Yeah, that's one that in a million. Shit, when there's does a, that there's a longer happen? story to that whole thing. That, though. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons like, why that first cut uh, that had like huge problems in production and people getting switched out and all sorts of things happening. I mean, that could have been a much better movie if they had just like stood their ground and actually made the movie right the first time. But, you know, they tried to acquiesce to audience expectations and copy Marvel a little too much. And yeah, it was so Tell us more day. on movies on the DL coming out every Thursday. <laughs> Never mind. That's a dead thing. Uh, all right. Next question from Zap. What game sequel is your favorite? Mine are either Mass Effect 2 or Diablo 2. When Mine's I first read this, I said Street Fighter 2, but it doesn't really count. Cause, no, the first Street yeah. Fighter game wasn't really a Street Fighter It wasn't game. a game. I mean, yeah, it was out there. It was a thing that existed, but nobody ever played it. But it wasn't it wasn't Street Fighter as we know it. It was completely different. Yeah. It was really um, who can press the most inputs at once, really. That's what it was. I don't know, man. I always think of Left 4 Dead, too. I, I, I don't want to say that's a great sequel, but I just always think how funny that is. The balls on Valve to come out with essentially the same game about, like, exactly a year after the first one comes yeah. out. They release a newer version of the game charge full price and people are onto it right at the beginning. There was this whole steam community that started up with, you know, tens of thousands of followers like saying we should boycott this because valve is, you know, just releasing the same game and then just need to put the effort into left for dead. People were upset. Didn't matter. Everybody bought the new game and forgot about left for dead one. And yes, it did split the community. And yeah, it was pretty much the same game. In fact, you can get all the characters and maps and left for dead two now. So there's absolutely no reason that there should be left for dead one. And then they have the balls again to include Left 4 Dead 1 with Evolve. Pre-purchase Evolve and get Left 4 Dead 1. Like, what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you just revealed, like, two sides of the coin. Like, the company makes a game that is so good that people will buy it again a year later when it's a little bit different mm -hmm. with different hair. But on the opposite side, it's like, hey, man. Thanks for buying this shit game. Here's a game that doesn't even really I mean, exist anymore. Honestly, <laughs> we're used to that now with Call of Duty and Activision games. And, you know, they get released all the time. Everybody just buys them up. But back in 2009, I feel like that was a little weird, you know? But it just, yeah, no, to just completely it, 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 replace your old game with a new one. And uh, I don't know. But that was before you, you know, we had loot boxes and other ways to monetize on, on these games. And I don't know if Valve really, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Valve would have gone that path anyway. I know it's not a PC game, but I, I don't know how monumental you guys know that fucking Street Fighter. I mean, sorry, um, Super Mario Three was. 
It was fucking that, insane. That, yeah. Emilio, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was going to talk about Super Mario. Yeah. Super Mario 2 came out. And it was so different and weird. Well, it was originally a right. different game, yeah. wasn't it? And then right. they just slapped, right. it was super, really like, let's make it a Mario game. And they said, let's call it Super Mario and add Mario to it. Like, it was essentially a different game. But, yeah, it did not fit at all in, like, the Mario universe. And it had its things for it. Like, you could play four different characters, and each of them had their abilities. And that's cool. But fucking Super Mario 3 had the music, had the map, it had the... Um, the skins, yeah. fucking yep, dinosaurs, Tanuki skin, yep. dinosaurs, and did Power the ups. different color, did the different colors, uh, yeah, did the different color Yoshi's, Yoshi's have different not. abilities? I don't, yes, yep. oh, that's Super Mario World, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Yoshi yeah, wasn't yeah. in Super Mario Bros. Three. No, yeah. that's when you got the uh, the Tanuki skin, the frog oh, yeah, skin, yeah, yeah, like yeah. all, uh, like. And then the world map. The world map was really what was crazy. Like, that kind of blew everybody's mind. Super Mario 3, I feel like, transcended gaming. Like, even if you didn't, yep. weren't into video games, people knew Super Mario Bros. 3. It was in a... I never forget. For I, I will be in a fucking uh, retirement home, and I will be talking about this one line in the... Was it called The Wiz? The uh, Wizard. The was wizard? it the, yeah, Wiz the, the Wizard? The Wiz, yeah, the one right, with yeah. uh, uh, Fred. Fred Savage. Fred Savage. Savage. The Wiz, I think. I think wizard. it is the Wiz. I think the it wizard. is the Wiz. Whatever. The wizard. the wizard. So he's a very good video game player, and him and his friends go across the country to get him to the Super Mario tournament, or the, yeah, Super Mario tournament, and they get there and they're like, uh, <laughs> I'll never forget this. Uh, time for the Super Mario contest. But there's a twist, and everybody's shock, shock and awe from the audience, and then goes back to the to the announcer, and he's like, "It's a new game, Super Mario Three, and for like, there was no internet, guys. So like, this was how we found out that there was a Super Mario Three. But then they cut back to uh, Fred Savage and his friends, and uh, his friend says. It's not fair. A new game. It's not fair. And I, I, I'll never remember. I'll never forget how like, yeah, it's a new game for everybody. You stupid twat. Like it's completely fair. It's actually more fair than anything else. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, they, they play Super Mario three. You see a few frames and you're just like, oh. and I've told this story before too. Uh, my mom and I, my mom worked at the mall. She used to cut hair there. Uh, but she was off that day, but we still went to fucking, uh, GameStop or not GameStop, EB Games, um, to go get, and I pre-ordered it, and I got fucking Super Mario Three, and we, I, her car was broken at the time. I don't know. We took the bus to go to her work, at the mall, and get this fucking game, and we got back to like probably the bus was probably like four blocks from my house. The like the stop. I left her ass on that fucking bus as I <laughs> ran home, ran full speed to play fucking Super Mario 3, dude. It was, yeah, dude. That was a thing. That was a good game. All right. Any more touching. answers out there? Best uh, sequel? Just, uh, I agreed with him saying that Mass Effect 2 is my favorite sequel. Mass Effect 2 is just such mm-hmm. an improvement from the first game, um, but the story is even better. And it's just like an all around improvement. You know, like usually people say like the first edition of something is better. 
and like the sequel is not as on the nose. Mm-hmm. This is maybe like with movies. Way Usually with video games, I don't know if that's always the case. Yeah, I, would, I, yeah, I think you're right because Mass Effect is really cinematic and story based. I think that's why I'm trying to reference it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, Mass Effect Two is definitely my favorite sequel of all time. Hmm. Yeah, that's always the popular one in the trilogy. A quadrilogy, if we're counting that other one. Andromeda? Oof, yeah, let's not, let's not talk about that. All right. Any input on this, John? I can't remember if you... Uh, I was I was literally going to say the exact same thing as Emilio. Like, for me, Super Mario 3 was just pivotal in my, my gaming uh, growth um, and getting into video games. Because mm-hmm. we were... Yeah, my family was late getting a NES... Um, and we, when we got one, um, Super Mario three wasn't that far behind. And then when that came out, that was, that was the all nighters playing games, leaving the you know console plugged in and turned on still and all that fun stuff. I do want to say Super Mario world was really good too. Like they followed it was. Super Mario world is yeah. Man, probably that, better. Yeah. That's, that's the best third game. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's. All right. Uh, last question from Zap. Have you ever been to a midnight game release? And if so, what game? Hell yeah, man. Never. Never. When, I almost really? went to Wrath when Wrath came out. My buddy went. I was wow. going to go. Didn't go. And the, the one thing that he said uh, when he came back from that, he's like, yeah, there was a girl there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The last one I actually went to was four years ago. I'll, ne- I'll never forget. Because I was like, that's recent. Yeah, I didn't know they still did these. Yeah, that's oh, five, about least. four years ago too, and they're still doing them. What game? Uh, I um, I went to go get the newest Super Smash Brothers for Switch, and like I, I bought a Switch just because of it, and I was uh-huh. like, dude, it's gonna be fucking awesome. It's gonna be crazy. And when I went there, I was like, God damn, there's hella people at this GameStop in the middle of Augusta, Georgia. Like I can't imagine how popular it is everywhere else. But yeah, it was four years ago. I'll never forget it. But I've been to. I think four midnight midnight releases. The first one I ever went to, I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast, uh, was Call of Duty Four, uh, Modern Warfare, or Call of Duty Three, Modern Warfare. I can't remember. Yeah, it's got like three. So my cousin, we would play Call of Duty, at internet cafes and stuff. But at the time, we were like, "Oh shit, they're gonna release one for PlayStation." And so I snuck out of my house and rode my bike to the nearest GameStop and went <laughs> to it. It was pretty cool. I saved up money. I saved up cash. Like, I paid for it in cash. Like, I didn't even. Pre- I pre-ordered the game once when we went to go get like sandwiches at the sandwich place next door to the GameStop, so I could get a copy. And then I, I like I said, I rode my bike at midnight and got it. So, hey Nick, have you played uh, Smash against Jacob? Jacob? No, I mean, yeah, I have, but it's like insane. That fucking kid, dude. It's Dude. like my so Jacob is my nephew. That's how how much younger than you? He's Nick. three years younger than me. Yeah. So of course nephews just smash him at old fucking video games. Like, Here, kid. Here's this unplugged controller. Right. Uh, just have fun with that. And then I, <laughs> one year I go back and he's like, "You want to play some Smash Brothers?" I'm like, "Sure." To say I didn't fucking touch him was like, yeah. I, he just fucking, I never got any damage on him. He just smoked me. I'm like, oh, this is what you've been doing with your time. Gotcha. <laughs> so I, so re, like, I want to say four years ago as well, <laughs> uh, I was like, um, 
I was on base and I used to work with this guy and this guy was kind of like a, like pretty different. Like he didn't talk to people. He like kind of sat outside social circles and he invited me over his house one day and he was like, Hey man, you want to play some smash? And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go dude. Like I've been playing it like crazy. I've been getting super sweaty. Like let's do it. And dude, I got whooped. I got my ass whooped worse than I did when I played Jacob. Like it was embarrassing. He was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell you what character I'm going to pick. And you can pick any character you want, but I'm going to tell you the moves I do them before I even do them. And he kicked my ass. Yeah. So, yeah. They fucking, they're so good, dude. They're so it's, good. It's, man. He ended up placing second, like second place in a state tournament. Like yeah. that year. AM. Yeah. It, it was like, holy fuck, dude. This is so hey, crazy. That's not to mention Bobby's uh, down the street neighbor, who is the Super Mario <laughs> world champion. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Mario. Uh, I love right. the music from Dr. Mario. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, that's an episode. What's everybody playing next week? I'm going to uh, want... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, probably for me, it's just a, a more Steel Rising. Uh, probably still kicking Emilio's ass in Nova Drift for High Score Challenge. Son and uh, Yeah. That's oh. about it. I had three hours to sit on my ass at work today, you know, and I yeah. forgot my fucking Steam Deck that I had <laughs> charged specifically for today. I charged it all night. I'm like, I put Nova Drift on there. I'm going to beat this motherfucker. And then I forgot it like a bitch. God damn it. I'm still three hours of nothing to do. Yeah. And you don't have email at your work, dude. Your job is so different than mine. I know. I, know. I, can't, I ran a filter in my outlook, by the way. Guess how many emails I get a week. Uh, and keep in mind, a lot of these are going to be up. Uh, they're going to be like notifications, updates, yeah, yeah, anything yeah. in our ticket system. But yeah, no, way higher than a hundred. Are you kidding me? I said a thousand hundred. Not less than a thou. Oh, okay. All right. I'll tell you. Four, 673. Four. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, a lot. I sat in my car. This is why I'm there, dude. I'm there because um, the storm, the, we, you know, we had the hurricane, right? So I'm there sitting in my car in case something falls over, basically. That's all. Like a fence or a fucking sign or something okay. that takes us out of compliance with the city. So, I'm, yeah, that's what I was doing. I am. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice, dude. Most of the time it's not. Sometimes yeah, it's Yeah, if nice. something does fall, I guess that's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or you All be right. like Amelia and you break like a over a hundred thousand dollar thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what insurance is for. Yeah. Uh, next week, I actually really want to play Deep Rock Galactic. They've got an Oktoberfest oh. event going on, so of course I got to get the uh, beer keg hat. Um, but other than that, I just kind of feel like it's time again. I don't know. I've I've had the urge to play that game, and these friends that I've reconnected with through Hots, I kind of want to drag them into it. I hope a sale's coming go. up so I can oh, really talk them into it. It's hard to talk people into the thirty dollar price point. I'm like, dude, don't worry, you're going to get your money's worth. But fifteen bucks when it's on sale, that's a pretty easy uh, yep. that's a pretty it's really easy good. sale yeah it's really good you know it's odd, oddly enough like as the stars align once again you're going to be picking that up next week uh, like the dwarf race for warhammer is being released on the table um and so it, it's so fucking weird that you're going to be picking up deep rock galactic the same the same week that that is coming out there's no mm -hmm. dwarves in so there were a long, long time ago, and they were kind of made fun of in the lore. They were called squats and calling them that. And like, 
a bunch of other like stereotypical stuff. Like they weren't really unique to Warhammer. So people kind of forgot about them. And it's been over like 28 years since models have been made of them. Oh shit. And, uh, they, they're called the, um, the leagues of Votan. And so they're, they're all about building robots, but also being great fighters themselves, like melee fighters. And so they're, it's pretty cool. What you got? Um, I'm pretty addicted to Street Fighter right now. Um, it is a uh, heroin stream for me right now because the the hits are quick and they're like I can actually play online and run a family at the same time because the this matches are so short. You know, is and, it crossplay? Uh, yeah, it's crossplay. Yep. Oh man, I have oh. I have Street Fighter first. I might play against you. All right, get ready to get smoke, son. Um. Yeah. Unless you're like Jacob. <laughs> um, and besides that, still want to play some God of War, but we'll see if I get to it. All right. Uh, speaking for Chris, Nick, John, and uh, Bobby. Uh, Street Fighter tits. Oh, all the chicks on there. It's ridiculous. It's distracting. Half the time I lose, it's the girls, basically. Boom, boom, boom. So, Nick, you're not here next week? Nah, I'm going to a bachelor party. I'll be in Dallas. Okay. Nice. But Amanda's back next week, right? Yep. I believe so, yeah. Okay. So we'll be same same amount of people. Bye-bye. Yeah.